What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. You know, guys, sometimes when you're flying through hyperspace, you you know, you come to a you come to a stop and you just happen to see something that you may not have seen before. And Ezra and I were, we've been hanging out in the outcast this weekend since I'm back in Ohio. And I had to show him this, this thing that I, this, this, this person I found on Instagram. Right. And we were both so excited about it. We were just like, we have to start the show with this because it is such (laughs) a cool project. This guy has, he liked one of our um, photos on, on Instagram and he has a tiny, tiny Instagram, but it is so phenomenal. We were like, we have to start the show with this. And we've reached out to him. Hopefully, we, uh, you know, maybe we could get this guy in the show. Yeah, moments ago, we reached out. To we, him. I mean, we, it, it's so amazing. Uh, it is called Stud Wars. Yeah. Check it out on Instagram. He is doing a not shot for shot, but certainly like almost kind of pretty a darn scene <laughs> to mostly seen yeah. recreation of episode four uh-huh. with Legos. And yep. it is, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's awesome. It is really well put together. Right. And it's, it's just the story. So when you, as you're scrolling through his Instagram feed, it's, it's the story. It's the full story. It's of, story. Yeah. He's working on it. He's working. He's currently working. He is also oddly enough doing 
the first Thrawn book. Yeah, Heir to the Empire. Yeah. Heir to the Empire. Yeah. And he has uh, quotes. So if you yeah. haven't read the book, which I haven't, yeah. you can see it. But it is yeah. the, one of the things we really want to do here on Hyperspace Hangout is we want to. This is, as we said, this is a Star Wars podcast by fans for fans. We really want to make it a point to, you know, we talk about your guys' stories um, because we all love Star Wars and we all have di- the fandom is so large. Yeah. That, you know, you have guys in the 501st, you have cosplayers, you have toy collectors, you have video game enthusiasts, the whole, the book readers, the whole uh-huh. thing. That everyone has their own kind of piece to this this puzzle that is the enormous Star Wars fandom, and we want to spotlight it all. We do. We want to hang out with those Absolutely. folks. Absolutely, right? That's sort of the thing. Is in, in, in creating this, it's it's uh, we're hanging out in hyperspace, and so as I said moments ago, we we reached out to this person. We said we want to know more. We mm-hmm. want to feature you on the podcast. We would love, and we may not hear back from. Them. That's okay. Hopefully, we do. Um, but these two projects are. They need more attention. You Absolutely. know, it's just one of those things. Like, I, I feel like if you, we, we as podcasters come across something like this, and I'm like, guys, it is so well done. I, it's I, so cool. It's it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen on Instagram. Not not even not even making that up. I, I, I was that blown away by it. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's super creative. The the backdrops are amazing. There's there's tons of work done in this. It looks like there's, I mean, he's he's clearly got like even the sand crawler's got like a nice shadow to it he's got a good backdrop the lighting everything is perfect and so we want to talk to him like what camera do you use what what how do you make your your backgrounds how long does each shot take i mean it's it's clearly you know like uh uh that it's it's taken him some time and he's he's invested a lot in this so again it's stud wars so it's stud underscore wars and uh yeah so go support him go go like it go Mm -hmm. follow it uh, tell him that we sent you there. By the absolutely. way, absolutely, please, A- absolutely, and please, we we want we really want to talk to this guy. So one of the, so he reminded me of um, this another Instagrammer called Sergeant Bananas. That's the guy who I remember seeing in, on like a Facebook article or in the news or something. He's an Instagrammer, and he I don't know. I'm sure somebody did this beforehand, but what he does is he doesn't just do Star Wars. He does Ninja Turtles and all this stuff. He's the guy who takes action figures. And he will do hot, really high quality shots and he will set them up in scenes and he'll set up like fireworks, use practical effects. Right. And they yeah. look um, they just have a really cool look to them. Yeah. And so they look like real. They look like, oh, you're seeing it for the movie, but it's really it's action figures. And he'll you know set them in like a sand setting or whatever. And that's what this other guy is doing. This the Stud Wars guy that, that he actually found us really. Um, yeah, essentially. Yes. And, yeah. But he's doing it with Legos, and it is just—it is so well done that I was like, we cannot start the show in any other way but talking about this guy. Yeah, yeah. So if if you get a chance, like I said, just go, go check it out. W- what's really cool um, is see, it would be one thing, Matt, if it were just like a bunch of random scenes and be like, ah, oh, that's, that's pretty cool, right? And he and he has stuff, but it's the fact that it goes in order. And the it whole feet, yeah. Because there's some other people that we found who will do that but they're they're like lego collectors and they have like oh here's here's a scene and then you know they'll have a bunch of other posts and then here's another scene that's why his instagram is so well put together yes because it, the entire feed is just the story well think about this if you're just making you're like okay these are the pieces i have so what shots from star wars can i make and so you limit yourself to the pieces you have he doesn't do that it looks like he's actually saying okay the next scene is this let me plan ahead 
what do I need to need? You know, what do I need to make? I need to make this backdrop. I need to paint this Lego head a certain way. Uh, put a scar across the eye. You know, whatever it may be, he's dedicated in in doing that because he knows what story he's retelling the story. So I think that's really cool. And the other thing I don't want you to miss is when you go check him out, click on his stories, and uh, when you click on his stories, he he actually will say. Uh, things like there's a trailer, okay. Mm. Then there's merch. There's research. There are the characters. The, the cast. Ca- the cast is the most hilarious. That's the part. best part. It's like it's like it you know, like, starring it looks like he Thrawn. Does, it looks like he does about one one post a week. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. So right now, starring I mean, Luke Skywalker. So, so right <laughs> now, where he's at, he's he's still in A New Hope, and he, he you know he's he's at the part where Obi Wan and uh obi-wan luke and chewy they're all they're all racing towards you know the death star to you know to yeah. go to go essentially save you know princess leia but i mean it, it, it starts out and it's stud wars a lego story it's got the shot of you know the star destroyer chasing down chasing down the ship you got then you, you go you know a few weeks later because uh, he does about one a week and he's got you know R2D2 and C3PO, and it is just it is hilarious. It is so well put together. It well, is so cute. It is yeah. it is perfect. He, he deserves. So I'm telling you right now. So. I mean, this guy does. This guy deserves. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, you're fine. I, I mean, if I I feel like thousands of followers. I feel like this is this I, that right now. I'm telling you, this is a thing that's going to have like ten thousand followers. Yeah, it's something I want. Like hopefully, Rule Farm Boy and a couple of other other you know Twitter friends. If you can get out there and and retweet this guy or somehow he have share a Twitter. Yeah, but somebody needs to share, like, link, put a link to maybe his Instagram account or say, I don't know what we have to do, because I know a lot of Star Wars fans are on Twitter versus Facebook or Instagram, whatever it may be. It just seems like a lot of them are, are, are there on Twitter. I would love to, to, to promote this guy. Now, another great thing about this, so my favorite thing that he did here is when the, the, the Millennium Falcon is on the Death Star and um, they had, you know, Obi-Wan's talking about, uh, how this is a smuggling vessel? Do you have any spare compartments or whatever where we can hide? And there's the, like you know Chewbacca is sticking his head out of the Legos. Mm-hmm. Obi Wan sticking his head out. And the quote is, "Who is the more foolish, the fool or the fool who follows him?" So every photo has a quote. You know, here the next one, the most recent one he did. Um, he's got these uh, stormtroopers standing outside of what would look like a little a little ramp going up to the Falcon. It says, "Send a scanning crew aboard. I want every part of this ship checked." You know, and it's like. So he he gives you the quote uh, from the movie, plus then he's got just that specific scene made, and it's so zoomed in that he's not showing mm-hmm. you like the whole Death Star. He doesn't need to do that. He's no, he doesn't. He's he's telling a story with. It. I mean, I don't know the scene where Obi Wan, uh, you know, cuts the guy's arm off. Uh, yeah, <laughs> in, in the cantina, he's got the cantina bartender, and is like, he's like, you know, it, it's they're Lego, so there's not really a whole lot you can do with them in terms yeah. of positioning. But he's got his hands up, and he like he changed the face. On yeah. the guy from the scene before, and he's like, his mouth's like wide open now. It's like, right. oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cool! It is just so neat. So again, we 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 just had to share this with you guys. And oh man, that same scene—he has the blood. He has the blood trickle. Those red, the, the red legs. I know. He's oh, at, that's he's the, at blood. the tiny little red dot like this. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. Yeah, this is easily one of the best Star Wars content creators I've seen. And it's so it's so brilliant. It yeah. absolutely- and maybe this person has done other projects we just didn't know about it, and, and maybe this is, he's just kind of warming up to this. And maybe he's done different fandoms. I don't know. Uh, but the fact that he was doing the Thrawn novels, the, the the Thrawn trilogy, just blew me away. And the casting and who you know the behind the scenes that he's doing with these Legos. The Legos are real. You know, it's just it's it's fantastic. It's great. Yeah, I'm I'm so stoked about it. Oh, so anyways, okay. 
All right, but yeah, we do have Matt Starwin still here this week, so uh, we're actually recording a little bit early, so mm-hmm. we only have a couple transmissions uh, to get to. So keep sending those in, and and we love the audio clips. It was, yes, I please. think that those, was those are great. That's it's fantastic to kind of hear your guys' story. We had Jeffrey Kelts um, this past week just sharing some stuff there. And by the way, uh, Jeffrey, I did go look more on the sketchbook, and I, I looked up that disco sort of like the. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 music video and like it was it was hysterical. So I'm really glad that uh, I had I had a chance to go look that up on YouTube. So, anyways, keep sending those and and we're you know uh, more than willing to play them on the show and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So absolutely. Yeah. Incoming transmission. In today's episode, we are discussing Alexis Espino's uh, transmission. Who is the greatest Jedi Knight of all time? And loose ends in Star Wars. Yeah, we're, t- we're going to be talking a little bit more about kind of loose ends and and kind of what. Kind of what the because I was I was talking to, I was talking to Ez about some of these some of these questions uh, with you know we, we talked a week or two ago about what's a good place to start in in the books and uh, it got me kind of thinking you know now that so much of the extent of all the books we had the extended universe was cut out mm-hmm. so there's some things that we got backstory on through what is now considered legends. Like we're going to talk about uh, Darth Plagueis a little bit. So now Darth Plagueis is just referred to as you know. So some of these technical details we're going to talk about. But do we want to do the transmission first, or do we want to? Yeah, let's do the transmission first. But okay. then, and we'll get to the, some of that um, some fun stuff there in our canon book discussion, if you will. So here we go. So we have a transmission from Alexis Espino. Um, hello, this is at Darth Flex. Don't mind the handle. Uh, I grew up in the prequel era, but I have an older brother who got me into the saga as a whole always talking about star wars like you mentioned it was always around always a thing when episode one came out we watched it and i was hooked and we were sure to watch episode two as soon as it was as it was released Uh, episode three happens to be my favorite me and my family often discuss who is the best jedi of all time who wields the blade better who wields the force etc since the announcement of the mandalorian i've uh, become even. I have even more reason to subscribe to Disney's streaming service so I can finally watch Rebels uh, as well. Keep up the great work. And I like this one because this is the conversation that you know Matt, my, uh, Matt and I have had for years. Who would win in a fight? Mm-hmm. You know, and then you know, are we considering force powers? Mm-hmm. Are we considering their skill with a lightsaber? All that good stuff, right? The great, the great question: Who's the who's the greatest Jedi Knight of all time? All that good stuff, and then we, we we even rank. Remember one of the first videos we did was like ranking the the Star Wars lightsaber mm-hmm. battles. Mm-hmm. So what counts as a lightsaber battle? There's rules, you know. Is it lightsaber? Absolutely. Lightsaber? Did they touch? Mm-hmm. Who were they fighting? So does that count at the Praetorian Guard scene now? Because technically they're fighting the Praetorian Guards, and it's not really is that a lightsaber battle? All that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So I love that, you know, because we're 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 always trying to. Those are the kind of dinner table conversations that you have about Star Wars and, and things. And so wh- I didn't get the answer there, um, you know, at Darth Flex as to whether or not you think who is the greatest Jedi who, you know, I mean, like, uh, yeah, who's the greatest Jedi of all time? Because we I think you and I mentioned it when we said Obi-Wan a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I think I, I think it- I want to hear people make a case for somebody else. I think you could make a case for a lot of people, sure. But I want to Luke. You could make yeah. a case for Anakin. Yeah, you could make a case for Qui Gon. Now, time out. See, okay. I think you could make a case for anybody but Yoda. 
Oh, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> messed up. Okay, so time out. You know, like you said, Luke Skywalker, and instantly people will say to you, "Okay, are we talking? You mean what counts? Are we? Are, where, what can we draw from? Only the films, or the mm-hmm. books, or the comics? Oh, or I the think video even games? even just from the even just from the films. Yeah, what's yeah. I'm saying? Like, so if you say, well, I, he did this in Legends, you know, uh, thirty years, you know, after the the Return of the Jedi, it's like, when is he in his prime? When is Luke in his prime? Right. Right. So uh, that's the fun stuff that those are the conversations that you love to have uh, is like, what all do you consider uh, when you're having that conversation? So mm-hmm. I don't know. Send us in, you know, who is the greatest Jedi of all time? Yeah. Also, who is the um, most I powerful give, Sith Lord? Should we give our too? reasonings for Obi-Wan? Because I think you and I are on the same page for 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 Obi-Wan. Yeah. So Obi Wan's not my favorite character, nor yeah. is he my favorite Jedi. Right. But when I think about who is the greatest Jedi... Uh, the reason I think I always go with Obi-Wan is we certainly see him. Um, he's like the most true Jedi. He adheres he, to the code. He adheres to the code. He, yep. he never is really in a situation where he fails. Um, he also, he wins a lot of battles. We see we see him. Yeah, we, see, we see him kind of through all aspects, through the Force side, through the lightsaber side. He's just... He's, he's like a constant. Yeah, he is. He is. And, and he's... It's, it's, like, it's hard to say with Luke because, um, well, I, I love Luke, obviously. I mean, every, everyone does. I think you can make an argument for Luke being the best because, well, he gets Vader to come down. And some people say it's really Luke that beat Palpatine because he sure. convinced yeah. Vader. Well, here's another question, too. So are you talking about who's the greatest Jedi or who's the most powerful Jedi? Because some people are probably saying, well, you guys, they're two different things. When we talk about greatest Jedi, we talk about adherence to the code, being true, I guess, like just a true light side, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, being, and and, and, uh, General Kenobi's a peacekeeper. He's the negotiator. I'm going to throw out a sports reference here. Okay. And so it's going to, nobody's going to get it. Um, (laughs) It's kind of like, when I think about who is the best New York Yankee, when I think about who's the best New York Yankee, the first person that comes to mind to me is Derek Jeter, right? Mm-hmm. So we're talking baseball here. Um, yeah. So Derek Jeter was not certainly not the best player to be a Yankee, but when I think about like the kind of the 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 most ideal New York Yankee, Derek Jeter's who comes to mind. He, he's he was always great. It's kind of like Cal Ripken, you mm-hmm. know. He may, he may not be the best player ever. Yeah, he's like he the was, face he was, of the, he's just, he's the like body, the, face, the spirit, the face, right? The face of the franchise, yeah. the fa- you know, and you never really see him get into trouble, yeah. You know, in in that, and he's obviously still really good. You always know, held in high esteem. Always held in high esteem, <laughs> and that's how I think about. Yeah. That's what I think about Obi Wan is. We always see Obi Wan as good to great. We never see Obi Wan as bad or failing ever. Yeah, there's I mean, ne- unless he says it of himself, right? Like, like Obi Wan is hard on himself, right? We see, we see Yoda lose to Palpatine. Mm-hmm. We see Yoda talking to Luke, and he's kind of seems kind of senile and crazy. We see Yoda talk about we failed. We also see Yoda be pretty awesome with a lightsaber. We know he's super powerful in the Force. We've yeah. been told he's we've been told he's really really powerful. Obviously. Anakin slash Darth Vader. We see his entire, think, even Luke now with um, episode. You know, I think it was much easier to make the case for Luke before, before the Last Jedi. The Last Jedi, yeah. But that may change when the new movie comes out. So yeah, now I don't know. I mean, because you talk about like yeah, just yeah, being yeah. a Jedi, right? 
It did was was Luke going away right. and saying, you know what? I'm not making the mistake that Master Yoda made. Absolutely. Which was to engage in this warfare and right. things like that. That's not my that's not what I'm supposed yeah. to be doing. You know, so I mean, it's think about all the achievements we see in just canon material mm-hmm. from Obi Wan. Even if you just look at the movies. Okay, so he beats Darth Maul. Right. He helps, you know, fight everyone in episode two. We see him he goes toe to toe with Count Dooku. Probably could have beat him if it wasn't, you know, because Count Dooku kind of puts him in a position where you know he he's got to try to kind of save Anakin and and, and yeah and, and, wow. and, and all of that. He fights Jango Fett. He uh, then in Episode Three he beats General Grievous, beats Anakin, who's the most powerful Jedi ever, regardless of whether Anakin is arrogant or not. Yeah. Um, and then in Episode Four, you know, he's he. He goes toe to toe with Darth Vader, and you know either becomes he, one of the Force. Becomes one of the Force, whether he dies yeah. or loses or gives himself his only, up. Yeah, his only shortcoming. What, the one thing I didn't. I don't think he has a shortcoming. Care, well, he loses to Dooku twice. I mean, he you know. Yeah, I guess he does kind of lose to Dooku at the beginning of and, Episode Three, and then and then Obi Wan says of himself when he's speaking to Anakin, he says, "I have failed I you. I failed you. I have failed you." So he often will say that he has failed. But, but I think that's yeah. him being hard on himself. I think he is. And the one thing I didn't like is that, um, I don't know, like, see, I think the reason we might criticize Yoda more is because Yoda is the head of the council. Right. You know what I mean? He, he's, he's like the leading member. And so, and then Mace has been there longer. So Obi-Wan's new to the council, right. um, which is super cool. But then... But he, I'd, I'd argue the Jedi we see succeed the most is Obi-Wan. Yeah, I do too. I mean, he's, I mean he succeeds... The, the Clone Wars... Even if then you go into then if then you go into the Clone Wars cartoon and you go into mm-hmm. um, even Rebels where he beats yeah Obi- or Darth Darth Maul again and that even in that extended area we just we see General you know Master Kenobi succeed yeah. so much that <clears throat> I, I think we see him succeed more than more than anybody because in the films really what all do we see kind of Yoda succeed at. We just know he, shows, he's the boss. He, he, um, he helps out when he shows up at the uh, Geonosis in, t- in two. Yep. He doesn't defeat Dooku, although he, I think he saves he, he saves Obi Wan. I certainly Anakin. yeah he he certainly I think was powerful enough too. He just Dooku gets away. Dooku kind of gets away. Yeah. He distracts him and yeah. So there's that he could have eased. I think he could have beat Dooku, no problem. Yeah. So I, when you I talk about think, more powerful, I think I mean Yoda's obvi- clearly the whole conversation is powerful enough. You are not. He says to Obi Wan right flat out. I mean you're just not powerful enough. I have been around for much longer, and I can I, I will face the emperor. Okay, even though Obi Wan says send me, you know, and he did. What would have happened? I don't know. <laughs> I don't mean I. I have a feeling. I truly have a feeling that because what is so special? I'm 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 just gonna I'm just gonna go here. Okay. Yeah. People may hate me for this, but send if you send Obi Wan to face the emperor. What? Is he doing that? Maybe I don't know. Okay, Count Dooku uses Force Lightning. First thing you see Obi Wan do is right. He takes it with the lightsaber. So again, his experience. He knew this was coming. Anakin. Maybe he didn't. He didn't have time to prep for this or whatever. And so it's like, what? Hold on. We could have taken him together. All that kind of thing. He's very. He's cautious. He's he's calculating all that kind of stuff. And I feel like he would have had a little extra oomph because he knows that his. His apprentice was turned by this person. I think there would have been mm-hmm. an extra little uh, incentive them uh, incentive there, there for him to really use everything he has in his arsenal. 
He's smart. I think the Force Lightning thing, he would have just taken it on his lightsaber. Just right. like Mace Windu does, and just sort of, even though it's a lot, so the thing with uh, with Palpatine is that it's so much Force Lightning that it was even hard for for Windu to really right. keep it back, and so that would that that's that's an issue. Um, I don't know, man. Mace Windu does, you know, Mace Windu does get he him does down. air quote, yeah. D- I mean, we don't, def- yeah, defeat him, right? In a sense, he, he did he let him? Did he? Yeah, that's the question. Yeah, but so I think Obi Wan could have held his own at least, right? You know, now people will I think say Obi-Wan could have beat him. I'm just gonna go. The only problem that I, what makes me uh, is is that like, with Dooku he doesn't, he doesn't beat Dooku. Dooku cuts slices his leg and cl- slices his arm. Now that's a, a like a movie later he's stronger and so he's facing Dooku again, and he gets force choked and he gets thrown you know and then he gets thrown. Right. I'm like come on, so that makes me. But and okay, but uh, the I'm only thing I'll say, there. the only thing I'll say is think you have uh, if you think about the scenario. Yeah. In in what had happened is that he to Obi Wan and Anakin's credit, yeah. they also were just fighting down in the pit and they were chained up and so you like, yeah, you, yeah, yeah you could you could legit make an argument that they were fatigued so he yeah. wasn't fighting he certainly wasn't fighting Dooku at at full strength at his full strength sure at his at his, I mean not even like oh he becomes more powerful later I just mean even at that moment. He wasn't at full strength because when you think about think about the battles Obi Wan wins. Okay, so he he beats people who have tr- completely different styles. He beats Darth Maul. Yeah. Okay, you can make the argument. Oh, Darth Maul was fighting Qui Gon and fighting two people at once. Okay, but he still beats Darth Maul. Yeah, he does. Yep. He beats General Grievous, who has four lightsabers, and then he beats Anakin. Yeah. So he does. He does. Yeah. We see him fight guys with completely different styles. Completely he, different sets of circumstances. Right. I think he probably could have beat Django Fett, uh, you know, just right. in a different. It was raining and yeah, kind of. Yeah. A, I mean, that's 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 a tough fight because Django Fett has you know a jetpack and all kinds of different different things. Yeah, and sure. basically Django Fett just gets away. Yeah, and let me ask you a question. So if Obi Wan can beat Anakin Skywalker, here's the question: Could Anakin Skywalker have beat Palpatine? And if so, if you think that it's even close. If you think that that because Anakin's yes. powerful, he's strong. I, de- I definitely think Anakin. So could, if Mace I, if Mace Windu could disarm him, you know, and, and we always kind of compare Anakin to Windu and Yoda, you know, as wise as Master Yoda and as powerful as, or maybe I've got this backwards. I don't right. know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they talk about their yeah oh, skill with yes. the lightsaber and all that kind of stuff. So uh, yes, I one hundred percent believe Anakin. Anakin at that point in time could have beaten because I don't even think it would have been close. Yeah. Eventually, Darth Vader does say that like he 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 knows that he can. He he actually knows it. So well, he does. He tells Luke exactly that we could destroy him. Yeah, 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 and rule the galaxy together. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. That, I I think about that when I think of Obi Wan. I'm like, man, maybe he could have actually held his own against against. Oh, Palpatine. I think he could have. I think he could have beat him too. Yeah, we always put Palpatine in such a this this huge. Well, his strength is in only, manipulation. The only real fight we see Palpatine do. You know, his his, his only real lightsaber fight because the, the he basically just gets bum rushed by. The you know um, Mace Windu and the Scrubs, as I like to call it. <laughs> sorry, yeah. Kit, sorry, yeah. Kit Fisto. Yeah, yeah, sorry, <laughs> but um, you know, so his really only fight is against Yoda, and it is in very it's it's not really great terrain. You know, they're fighting in they're fighting in that in that in that room. You, you know, you gotta you gotta yeah. talk about if they're on solid footing. If they're on, let me ask you a question. So, would Obi Wan's lightsaber skills be better than Palpatine's? 
I think so. I think so. I don't because I don't think Palpatine's strength is in his. I no, think some not. people are stronger in the Force. Yeah. Obviously, Palpatine is. I would say Palpatine is much stronger in the Force yes. than. Yeah. Palpatine may actually, other than Anakin, who I think is the most powerful in uh-huh. the Force. Okay. Um, I I think Palpatine. I think Palpatine's probably second. I'm yeah. sure there's a Metaclorian count. We'd have to go look. Yeah, we'd have to. Yeah, sure. Now you mentioned the Scrubs. Mace Windu and the Scrubs. So part of what people have explained there is that Palpatine. It was either the shock that he was attacking or that he used other different ways of per, like, like persuasion mm-hmm. or some other force powers to really shock and stun that that force. Oh, right. that, that was group, yeah, group, yeah, yeah. Because it's sort of like there was there was no lightsaber on lightsaber contact at all until I mean he just takes him out one, down one, then here goes the other one, and then now right. on to, to Windu. And it's like wow, how did he do that? Well, so it's not his lightsaber. It's not well, his lightsaber. The thing is um, a lot of these Jedi may not be as powerful as we think. Yeah. So well, think about yeah. when Order sixty six starts happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many of the other Jedi that aren't Yoda they have zero foresight of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Remember, yeah. remember, we were we were looking up Ala Secura the other day, and we were yep. we were talking about like you know she was in both these movies, and there's a character who I would love to do a backstory on mm-hmm. because. She's really cool. Yeah, she and is. And we're like, doesn't she just? Yeah, she, she remember she just like, oh, just gets shot in the back. Yeah, all of a sudden, and, like a like a la- she has maybe an instant beforehand real, but and, she's surrounded. Uh, and uh, yeah. what's his name? Uh, I always I always butcher the guy's name. Mundi, the guy with the big head. Oh, Kiata, yeah, Kiata Mundi, yeah, Kiata Mundi, yeah. Same thing. I mean, he there for a sec- like second, he kind of <laughs> yeah catches on, but yeah. and then and um, yeah, Plukun yeah. also Plukun, gets kind of blown thing. out. Yeah. So all of these guys who we were like, man, these are all Jedi masters. Right. How, I mean, they're, they're. I mean, I know, I know they're. They're they all were deceived. A lot, they're, yeah, they're all deceived. So yeah, that's Palpatine's zero, they have great zero, strength. Right. Right. That's that's what makes him the ultimate, uh, you know, wielder of the Force, dark side. You know, um, Sith, the Sith Lord, the Dark Lord. So, yeah. Uh, good point. Even even um, in, even in other even in other areas. I mean, think about Episode Two. I don't want Death Sticks. You want to rechange your life. These are not the droids you're looking for. I mean, Obi Wan is who we see. Obi Wan is yeah. the most prominent. And then I now it's true. We only see now we Anakin, don't see I mean, a lot Anakin of the Anakin slash though. Vader is probably number two in terms of who we see use force powers. Yeah, in terms who we see, yeah, and that, that's where if you start to so, some now a question I do have, yeah, and this may have to go into EU for you, okay, since you would know is so how easy is the transition from light side to dark side. Are you just? Can you just easily just jump in and say, okay, I, now now I'm going dark side. I'm just going to start using force lightning, or I'm going to do force chokes. Is that something? Because Anakin seems to make the transition zero problem because it's always been kind of viewed that oh the force choke, uh-huh. which I don't I don't know the force choke itself is <laughs> is like a different <laughs> power yeah, than yeah. just the ability to move things. In well, your mind. okay, so here here's an here's an example. But First force of- lightning, I feel like, is something that you would. It, you would have to learn. It doesn't seem something to be something that the that, that, that a light side user can that a light, say, a light I'm gonna flip or, a switch and do it. No, right. I'm gonna flip do it. It no. seems like that is a very specific kind of yeah. You kind have to you have to be dabbling in the dark arts. Essentially, you have right. to be in the dark side and of the force and use it effectively. Yeah, and you have to be drawing on the dark side of the force. So here's a, here's a situation where sometimes a Jedi. So Luke, after six in the in the EU, when he is uh, is in the Thrawn trilogy, I think it's in Dark Force. Rising and no, it's before that. Anyways, he like he manipulates the minds of the pilots. Like he invades their mind right. and causes confusion, and he's totally in their head, like messing around. 
and draws on this this and he doesn't not not, not necessarily it's a, a dark side power but he's like is that what a jedi would do right he starts to say because later on han I, I, maybe it was lando says hey why don't you use that one trick that you used and 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 just mess with their minds and do the confusion thing and he's like i i don't know that i should have done that to begin with you know right. what i mean he's still trying to figure out what powers do jedi use and what do they not right. use and so although he was able to do it Right. It was sort of like all of a sudden it kind of went against. He felt a little guilty for it. You know what right. I mean? So there's those type of powers. And then right. there's things like you're saying, which is like to use the the force lightning is a whole other thing. Right. A is force it, is it choke is, is a different thing. That's like, just yeah. I mean, it's like a, the, a lot, yeah, adaptation I mean, of a force push. Yeah, a lot of people pull. are like, oh, well, like, a lot of people consider like, so in the games, obviously they're like, oh, these are different powers. Because it's yeah, just yeah, the yeah. way games work. You have yeah, to unlock yeah, skills. Yeah. It's like throwing a lightsaber. Okay, is, sure. is, anytime you're moving something with your mind, that's one kind of force. Yeah. Then I think force, say, persuasion yeah. is another. Force speed, which we see Anakin use. Yeah. Um, and then obviously um, the two... There's really I would like three superpowers that we we, we see in episode seven. Mm-hmm. Kylo Ren stopping the thing. Yeah. That is that you know. I don't, don't consider don't that really a, know exactly yeah. what that is. Whether it's kind of like a f- time manipulation or it's uh-huh. just it's just kind of a force push, yeah. or he's just holding a thing there. And then obviously Leia's Superman, as I like to call it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. And yeah. and of and um, Luke's force projection. Yeah. And which which is by far. I would say the most powerful thing that as far as I can see that exists in canon material. Come on. <laughs> now in old canon material, yeah, yeah. what like extended universe stuff, yeah. uh the Force Unleashed was right. cons- George Lucas flat out said this game is canon. Absolutely was. Yeah. One of the coolest things I ever saw in a video game trailer was and you do it in the game yeah. is Star Killer. Yeah. Uh you know um pulls a star destroyer from space yep. down yeah uh, i mean from 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 it's like sick. from from the sky from space just flat out pulls dun, dun, a star destroyer down dun, 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 dun. and it's such a cool scene <laughs> the trailer for that game was amazing because yeah. you see this guy standing there and then you're like okay what's going on and he just yeah. reaches his hand out and then the entire scene is like shot from behind him and you yeah. see the star destroyer come all the way down and it stops like right before him and it's super cool yeah so yeah. as far i'm sure there is a, in some old book somebody like blowing up a planet with the force or yeah. something but can't so in what i consider you know old canon yeah so not just extended universe but specifically stuff that was deemed as canon that's the thing that's the most powerful thing i can think of Uh and then i would have to say in current canon it would have to be luke's force projection as the most as a single most powerful thing yeah i mean one of my one of the things that i thought was so cool and this is what you when when, before i went into last jedi i remember you telling me like as you're gonna get your one thing you, you, there's there's gonna be one right. thing in this movie because I had read because like, I had so like, this is for, the, for those who are those <laughs> who aren't aware so I um was I was flying uh, from Ohio to Portland yeah during during that time um right. and so I Last Jedi I was like I'm gonna have to, I'm just gonna have to see it this weekend I'm not gonna be able to see it right but op- opening night which I was fine with and yeah. I actually did then end up seeing it right opening night and it was the longest line of night <laughs> yeah. of my life yeah um. And so I read the spoilers beforehand. Right. I didn't yeah. tell you about it, and I, I told you, don't was, tell me. Yeah, I, I said, I said, I th- like. I remember. Yeah, I remember. I, think I saying, said, "Will I like I, it?" And I remember saying, "Like, I don't know if it's that great of a movie, yeah. but there are definitely some what sound to be some really cool parts." Yeah, yeah. And um, you are. There's one thing that I was like, "You're gonna love." 
and I knew, yeah. and it was, and you, I was like, I was like, you'll know what it is when you see it. <laughs> and it was the Luke oh. Force projection. Yes, yeah. specifically the part where he's just standing there and they're firing with the blasters and he's right. kind of, oh yeah, yeah. It <laughs> yeah. I mean, so for me, the the big part too was the reveal because you're like, what's going on? I mean, you right. you just don't know what's happening. And then when the music hits and he's levitating and the rocks are levitating right. around him and, and and all that strain on his face that Mark Hamill is is, is you know pouring into this it's, right. it's so it's fantastic so yeah it's it's the most powerful thing I think that we see in the films right that we see a Jedi do and what's really cool about Does that it, now I'm now I'm blanking people are gonna think I'm stupid and don't even know Star Wars whoa, 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 whoa. doesn't Vader force choke somebody from like incredibly far away. Does he? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! He does he across does. across in yeah, episode, in, 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 through a halt through. Uh, he's across ships. Yeah, he's on his own ship, and he's he there. That's there. episode five. Yeah, yeah. As episode yeah. five is yeah episode in episode four we see him do it, he, but in he, episode five we see right. the guy start choking, and so yeah. he's like he brought him out too close. He's incredibly yeah. far away. Yeah. He gave away the surprise. Yeah, right. they, they had the the probes out there right. on Hoth, and yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, um, just another thing that just quickly came to mind. Bastila in the older Knights of the Old Republic, Bastila's battle meditation is like incredibly powerful. Yes, yes. incredibly powerful. Well, what's cool is in the in the in the Thrawn trilogy that I recently I keep referring to it because I'm reading it right now, uh, finishing up the third book. They uh, Master Sabaoth is like his whole thing is battle meditation. That's right. why that he's huge. that's why it's they use him. That's why Thrawn uses him so much, and and uh, likes having his presence aboard. Well, doesn't like having his presence, but uses him, if you will. Back really quick to the Force projection thing. Two things, okay? In Legacy of the Force, which is the old, which is something I'm working on on Patreon, right? I'm, I'm, we're, I'm right, taking people through Legacy of the Force, the series, uh, the old EU series. There are, it starts off as like dark phantom projections and stuff like that, but there's something, there's, there's, it's there. Luke actually projects himself it's hinted that he projects himself aboard the anakin solo and has this showdown with jason so that was really cool so there's like all sorts of like that was a pull i think from from the eu which is cool people are always like well are they ever going to pull from the eu or for, for from legends and like yeah they did the other thing is remember in the last jedi when kylo ren says like you know you're not doing this the connection between right he's like he's like the force of it would kill you mm -hmm. and you're like yeah yeah, it took a master to do that, okay? Now, the one, I mean, you, you learn from Snoke that's like, okay, I bridged the connection between their minds. I actually don't think so. I think Snoke's a freaking liar, first right. of all. So people are probably going to, like, hate me for that. But yeah, I, you, and I, you and I did an enormous discussion uh, about Snoke on yeah. our uh, most recent Patreon um, using. Yes. Uh, we're uh, just, uh, I don't want to steal all that episode's thunder, but we, we talked a lot about, you and I said, and actually one thing, I, I, so I'm going to tie this all together here is we talked a lot about in that musing you and i are both kind of on that idea that snoke may actually just be some random guy who palpatine is projecting himself into trying to possess which is yeah. force kind of possession of old force ghosts yep is something that happens a, a lot in eu which is a pretty powerful yeah force thing um so uh yeah, check that out on on our on our patreon episode yeah but um one thing I want to bring up is what could end up being the ultimate most powerful force thing would be, and this would, I think, change, drastically change our opinion of Palpatine, is if we do find out in, in 9 that Palpatine did create Anakin. Because if that is oh, the yeah, case, that's, then yeah. that's got to be number one. Yeah, he's able to to manipulate midichlorians or whatever to, to create life and things like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, that would be... 
that would be huge. E- even if he's doing things like transferring his essence and all that kind of. That's a Patreon. Go check okay, that out. So Maybe. what do you? Okay, so okay. Do you? What do you think is a more powerful force move? Leia possibly force shielding herself from the vacuum of space and then bringing herself back inside while being somewhat almost unconscious or Luke's force projection. Uh, okay, so I think the the, the Leia thing is more inst- I think it's sort of a survival mode. I right. think it's actually you could almost argue well, you know, as we both know, it's the force that really does it and you just have the ability exactly. to manipulate and exactly. use the force. When people use – that's why I don't like that term force powers. It's like you don't have force powers. The, you are – Well, you and have that's the ability, that balance. Right. You have to balance whether – and that's the whole thing between using the dark side or right. being on the light side. It's it's do you – are you a master of the force? Is, is the right. force a slave to your will? Um, or are you one with the force? Are you – right? In yeah, in tune with it. Is it your ally? Exactly. That, that's the thing. Yeah. So I don't know. That's a tough question. I would still say Luke just because he – he consciously chooses to do this and he has to know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is I, I go back and I love having the conversation as to like who taught him that power, who taught him he could do these things. What's cool in the EU is you figure right. out that Luke just kind of figures out, you know, he, he learns things. Well, he goes and he finds old artifacts that too. And, and he is either taught by other force users who maybe aren't Jedi. So that's a big thing in the fate of the Jedi is he goes to like the Baron Doe and he goes to the mind drinkers and all these other people. And he learns about, beyond shadow and all these cool mm. things in in the force but in just even between like in our new disney canon from return until what we see in the last jedi who was teaching him was like when does he become the student you know, when when does he when does he well i still think i still think a lot of it has to do with tracking down the old artifacts mm-hmm. because in battlefront 2 which is a kind of a carryover from the inferno squad book uh, you do play that mission, and this is canon, so you do play that mission as as Luke where you have to go down and you find the compass that we then see in The Last Jedi. It's like sitting on his shelf kind of as, as an Easter egg there. Right. And so Luke is seeking these old Jedi slash Sith slash, you know, whatever um, artifacts. Yeah, he is. And so that's he's learning from, it could be old holocrons, it could be, you know, who and knows. And he has the books, the sacred text. The sacred text, that's <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, so... But what I was hinting at, and this is again a tie into our Patreon, is is Force Ghost. People who have become one with the Force. Right. Does Obi Wan talk to him anymore? Does he? What was he training him? Did, right. did did they teach him some ancient technique? And how does he know about the Force projection and and the ability to do that? I guess that's sort of some of my questions. Like, did Anakin teach him that? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know all, all of those different things. So I love how a conversation about who the greatest Jedi. Uh, you know, of all time. Well, I is. think you have, you have to start assessing things. You have to start assessing power. No, I love that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's what yeah, you have to do. Great. And, and yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I still say so. You know, now we we broke down some of the most powerful things we we've, we've seen. So I would say we see we see we still see, in my opinion, Obi Wan have the most kind of achievements, different types of force powers, um, win a lot of battles, and then it's probably Luke because we do see Luke. Uh, you know, do force persuasion. We yeah. see, you know, him just use the force and and moving things uh, around, like being able to pull things towards us. And then he obviously has the one mega part in, um, in the last Jedi where he does the force projection. Yeah, exactly. So, but we don't we don't really see the Luke. The only person we really see Luke lightsaber fight is Vader. We don't we we don't we don't see Luke really have <laughs> really do a lot of well. 
I I mean, Luke trusts in the Force in destroying the Death Star in Episode Four. Oh yeah, absolutely. He, oh, he has major. Con- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he definitely has major. I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah you you. It's talking. not. It's be. It's it. It's not as much as Obi Wan. Sure. Yeah, and you know, part of that too is like we were gonna say. Well, you know, when when you look at some of the there's far more context with Obi Wan. Well, that and even just even just the all we're basing this the off setting the film. Too. We're basing right. this off, off, off the film, and so like when you look at, I'll give you an example. Um, there's a, there's a, there was a novel. It's called I think it's Rogue Planet. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so you get to meet a couple of different Jedi, and you get to learn more about their powers. And it's a master and apprentice, and a master and apprentice, and they're kind of like, you know, Anakin is is learning from Obi Wan, and it's just neat to see the different styles between the masters. So yeah, all we really see is Obi Wan too. Right. So we kind of have to. Have to think about that, and that's what's cool about. That's why people like the comics and they love the the novels and stuff because you get to kind of. You we th- want more characters to, to, to compare right. Obi Wan too because we think he's great. And then something that you said earlier about Clone Wars, Obi Wan's not always characterized very well in the Clone Wars, and I wish he was. Right. Like sometimes they make him. It's always in relationship to Anakin. Anakin's always saving him and stuff like that. But like when you compare Obi Wan to other Jedi masters and other Jedi, yeah, he's a boss. So right. just in relationship to his apprentice, and I think the reason they do this is to show he's Anakin's the chosen one. Right. Obi Wan is the master who is right. training the. Children. Well, it's also it's also the story that they're telling. I mean, that's that's the difference. So, you know, it's it's far easier to see Obi Wan in all these great moments because in the prequels, Obi Wan is fighting wars. He's, I mean, whether it's the droid invasion or the full on Clone Wars, I mean, he is General Kenobi. We we see him in it, so we're gonna see him kill a ton of scrub. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. droids. I mean, we we see we see it throughout the the entire prequels because that's just the setting that he is in during those stories. And then, you know, Luke is it's a it's a much smaller band of guys. I mean, if the, yeah. you know, I mean, we yeah. yeah they're they're taking on the you know it's the rebel the rebels versus the the empire. But Luke, it's not like we see them really in front lines. We, we it's not like we see Luke you know mowing down stormtroopers left and right with a lightsaber yeah I mean, we don't that doesn't happen right yeah yeah so what makes it such a dynamic uh, conversation right that's right. that's really really what it comes down to so i don't know anyways yeah so what i will say yeah is i do think luke is a better pilot than anakin oh, okay yeah. yeah is he yeah then I mean, I think I think, I think I think we we see Luke do far more as a pilot. Yeah, we do. What about? I mean, is, we know he can is, bullseye is, those those womp rats. Is is yeah, he does. Is Han Solo a better pilot than than, than, Luke? than Luke? You know, I don't. You know, well, because of Solo. Uh-huh. Actually, I don't. You know, that's a great question. See, because that's a that's a great Facebook question. Yeah, but let's dive into it while we're while we're here. Actually, that's don't forget. We'll make that a poll. That's a that's a really because good because when you think about it, okay. So, okay. So in terms of just pilot, pilot, pilot stuff. Yeah. Okay. So we see Anakin in Episode One win the Boon to Eve Classic as a pod racer. Yeah. Then we see him blow up the Trade Federation ship, which is kind of like blowing <laughs> up the Death Star. Yeah. Then we see him in Episode Two. He doesn't really do a ton of pilot. It's just that speeder cool, race, that the speed, the, the, the speeder the race chase with. The... And then in Episode Three, we see him do some pretty cool pilot stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And do. then. We see him as Darth Vader, not really kind of be able to hit Luke. He kind of hits like a corner of the Death Star, you know, and he's so yeah. that's not, that's not really that great. And then that was that's, because yeah, Han, yeah, right, yeah, and then yeah, yeah, and then that's kind of about it. 
actually as him as a as a pilot. As a pilot, yeah. As okay. a pilot. Okay, Luke, we see in episode in episode four, obviously he blows up the Death Star. Yeah, yeah. We're told he bullseyes Womp Rats. Mm-hmm. We see him with his T sixteen back home. Yeah. In episode five, he's big part of Hoth. Oh yeah, yeah. He's in the speeders. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So I mean, that's Take, kinda, that's, taking down walkers. That's yeah. kind of cool. That might those might be ba- bigger feats. Yeah. The other thing that he does when he's on a speeder, you know, on uh, the Force Moon of Endor, right? Yes. He's a boss on that, which is pretty cool. Now, some people were saying, "Well, guys, it's all about their. F- it's because of the Force." It's what Qui Gon says to Anakin. Well, he must be Force sensitive because he can see things before they happen. So, my friend, Han Solo. You know, I mean, he's he's. As a pilot, as a pilot, he, he he's also okay. A lot of times, even in the EU, he it's his uh, he thinks outside the box. Like he does. The, the way in which he gets around things, he's a great smuggler, and so right. uh, he's also a really good. He does know. Well, he has a I lot mean, of experience in, in, in trickery. Solo, I mean, right in Solo, you know, the first thing we see is Solo is kind of the story of him becoming Han Solo. So yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we we see him as they're as they're trying to get off. Uh, uh, God no, uh, Sorelia, right there. Um, yeah. You know, he gets wedged in there, and, and yeah. the, at the at the beginning of the movie, and then we see him. Um, he does, you know, do the parse the 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 run, but it's really only because of the crew. It's because of Lando, and because they use it as as the oh yeah the the quaxium as as fuel as a boost to get out of there. Right, right, right. And so then in episode four, uh, I mean he. Well, the cool conversation, and I think why this is such he gets a great. He kind of sucked into the tractor beam. In episode five, they got to deal with the the rock monster, the the, uh, the asteroid field. He asteroid navigates. Field. He does get. The, he does get the. Field. Never tell me the odds. Yeah, never I mean tell that's the that's yeah. the one people are going to go to and say, guys. You in know? episode seven, does he do anything really cool as a pilot? I got to think here for a second. Uh, I mean, other than, uh, he's trying. I mean, he was. He's, yeah. he's he's on the. Oddly Vulcan. enough, you know who may actually be the best pilot we see in terms of pure skill might be Poe Dameron. It is Poe. Poe. Po I is mean, the just best the of... beginning of episode of episode eight is actually yeah. such a boss where he basically almost takes down a star destroyer. Yeah, him by himself. By himself. Yeah, <laughs> in an X wing. Yeah, his, we, his, we, his modded out X wing. If you're though. going for yeah, best pilot that we that we see that we know of, it's him, hands down. He's yeah. the best. Yeah, no one comes close in, in in my book. But if you're just comparing Luke and Han, yeah, it's a different conversation. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a funny one too because in in uh, in in episode four, when Obi Wan is is looking for transport and he's he's asking about the ship and you know will it fly what's 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 the rate all that kind of stuff and and it's it's a it's an insane amount of money right it's it's crazy right. and Luke's just like we can almost buy our own ship with that and then Han he looks across he says. But who's gonna fly it, kid? Yeah, <laughs> you know, he's, like, know, he's like, I'm not such a bad pilot myself. You know, yeah, Han's a great smuggler. That's that, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, obviously they're all great pilots. It's just, it's just kind of like I, I do like really the the nitpicky. Like I don't know, you know, we're, this is who we, this is who we kind of think is. But well, it's kind of like at the end of the day, you and I have talked about it. Yeah, the real hero of the series isn't a Jedi. Yeah. It isn't a pilot. If you want to go specifically look at who saves the day more than anyone, I mean, it's not even close. close. I mean, it's nowhere remotely close. The real hero of the story is R2-D2. It is. It's not even, I mean, every movie, it's like two or three times where he does something so drastic that changes the odds. Saves everybody. Everyone. He's not just saving one person. (laughs) Every time. You know, it's like yeah, he's saving the whole crew. I I made the big joke for a long time that The Force Awakens and then R2-D2 wakes up. 
Exactly. I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Wait, there's a strong correlation between the two. Yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. And also it comes down to what, what, what I like is like, who's your favorite? So if, if right. your favorite character is Han Solo, then right now you're arguing that hey, he's the best pilot. Okay. I mean, R2-D2 in Return of the Jedi flips Luke the lightsaber. He does. He's the one that carries the message. Right. In episode one, he's the one that saves the ship that gets him out. Yep. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. I like to joke around too when you talk about force powers. I like to joke around that uh, Logre has powers. They have magic. Mm-hmm. You know, they they are able to kind of foresee things and they can mm-hmm. they have magical objects. And I'm sure they're, they're, so. Yeah, those are my favorites. So I absolutely I go there. So I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna, we're gonna have several polls now in the Facebook mm-hmm. group. So we'll have to get on that. But I don't know, friends. It's a fun conversation to have. Leads into who's the best pilot? Who's the greatest Jedi? Who's the most powerful Jedi? Uh, we want transmissions about that. Absolutely. I want I want some more transmissions. Who's, who's your favorite droid? Yeah, G- give us like I mean BB-8 versus R2-D2. Oh, dude, oh, it's not, I, don't know. I think not BB- even close. BB-8 will do something pretty cool in this next. He I mean, better. BB-8's he great. needs to. He's I mean, just not. It's just hard to beat R2-D2. That's the thing, though. I kind of thought if they were going to pick a droid that would really, repl- I'm like, come right. on, BB, you, he has and, been doing some. Right. If you know, you're doing some research on droids, at some point we're going to be covering the droids animated series. Yes, we are. And I will also encourage everyone who hasn't really played any of the video games, do yourself a favor and just go watch a YouTube video of HK. Forty-seven. Yeah, Knights of Public, yeah. who is the star of both of those games. Right, he is easily one of the funniest Star Wars characters ever written. He's basically like a Sith droid. Yeah, <laughs> where he is just hilarious. He is as evil as you could possibly oh, yeah. get, and he is hilarious. Yeah, talks about like he's like he's like I don't understand why these people use. Black, like he talks about how to kill the easiest way to kill a Jedi. Yeah, and he's like I don't understand why do you guys use blasters? He's like yeah. it's so stupid. He's like yeah. just use mines. Yeah, He's like Jedi just think they're so smug, they'll walk right in and right. they'll walk right into a mine right. every yeah. time. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there's actually a cool uh, connection to him in Aftermath. One of the uh, droid, one of the components to one of the droids. Uh, there's a really cool connection to him there too. So, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. We have we actually have some uh, several cool things planned mm-hmm. uh, in relationship to droids and Ewoks and and things. So that's exciting. I can't mm-hmm. wait for that. So, oh man. Okay. Well, uh, let's, yeah. Let's shift over to our what our our, our, our main kind of topic is for this this podcast and that is um you know you and i before before we started recording we were talking about loose ends and a lot of a lot of the shift that happens because we had context and then disney went in and kind of ripped it all out so one of the things you and i were talking specifically about was kind of like darth plagueis and you know we had that plagueis book and now it's considered legends so yeah we're kind of at this weird spot where do you consider it canon? Mm-hmm. Do you not? And what does that kind of do for the story? How many of those loose ends is Disney going to even attempt to cut right. or, 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 right. t- or tie up in The Rise of Skywalker? Uh, yeah. So, dang, this is just such a loaded. You know, this is it's so such loaded. a loaded question. There's so, so let me see so where I want to start with this because, first of all. To, to understand, I, I had a lot of questions. I think it was the episode you were asking me about the EU. I right. literally, and I, I, I... Like best place to start. And best place to start in the EU. And people wanted to know, where do I start with the Star Wars reading? So my first question, I, I think I got five or six people who, who asked me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You guys feel free to hit me up. Uh, Womprat underscore 2M. Hit me up mm-hmm. and, and I'll, I'll get back to you. And I'm going to answer that, I guess, now for everybody. Real quick, just so I don't have to, you know, um, kind of keep sending the same thing out to different folks. If you're talking about the EU and extended universe, I think the Thrawn trilogy is like the best place to start. 
Yeah. Quite frankly, just because you can kind of pick it. There's a few things that happen before uh, that. There's some other novels that you could read that take place in the timeline kind of before that. But I really think just start with Thrawn. I mean, you, you get the gist of the core of the story. It's it's essential. It's such a big deal. When you're talking to other Star Wars fans who grew up during that time and who were into reading, they probably read that trilogy. So if you want to look at Extended Universe, I say start there and then come back and we can talk from there where, where to go. Because I kind of skip over the X-Wing series because right. it's, it's intense and it kind of is all over the place. Um, there's actually Pablo Hidalgo does. He has a great uh, uh, book that kind of has like everything in the EU. It's like from start to finish. Like here's all the literature, comic books, everything kind of tied in. Great, you know, it's 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 fantastic. So I think it's called a Reader's Companion to the Star Wars, you know, galaxy uh, or universe. Now, if you're talking about canon, since Disney Disney took over, and you want my opinion on where to start, I would say start with. Master and Apprentice, Claudia Gray's novel. Um, if you want to do, maybe there's also something called um, Dooku Jedi Lost, which I just started. I didn't really. Um, it happens just before mm-hmm. Master and Apprentice, but that's the beginning of the, the, the new timeline. So they don't really have anything before that. And that's only, let's see, 39 BBY. So that is 39 years before the Battle of Yavin. And... Master and Apprentice is a brand new book that just came out uh, in April, so it's not that old. And if you want to pick it up and start, I say go with it. We're going to discuss it on Patreon eventually um, when we kind of get you know more into new canon books. We're right. doing a, a big discussion on the EU and then also new canon. So I would say start there and then just go chrono- in, in chronological order for the time being if, if you would like. I mean, I think that's easy. And I... You can skip all the young reader novels and the and the junior readers and stuff like that and just do the original novels like, you know, Queen's Shadow. Um, Catalyst is a good thing. So that's that's leading into the Rogue One mm-hmm. uh, novel, things like that. Dark Disciple is something that I skipped over. It was one of the first things that was published. Let's see. That came out in 2015. Uh, Christy Golden, and I didn't read it because I, I, I read the – I figured out sort of who it was about, and I was like, I'm out. I didn't really feel like right. you know reading it. And now I'm being told – I, I really missed out and I need oh, to go back okay. and, and read it. So it's 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 really cool. So that's a 19, 19 BBY. And so from there I just say, yeah, kind of keep following along on that on that timeline and you should be okay. And, and you can break away as long as you you have a pretty good uh, understanding of like um, always think about where these books take place and where um, they happen in relationship to the films. Think about that. Get your mind set there before you read it, and then you should be okay. So, because as you read, it's going to take you some time. New novels will be dropping here at the end of the summer and into the fall, and they're going to. It's it's the journey to uh, the rise of Skywalker. So there will be new novels that you're going to have to read. You could wait to read those and just keep reading in in, in order. But if you want to keep up with the conversation, you want to jump into that. I think you can wherever you're at. If you if you just finished Master and Apprentice, you're like that was great. This new novel came out that's at the end of the timeline, and you want to go there. I think it's fine. Um, you just have to kind of then go back in and, and, and fill in the gap later on. So don't feel like you have to like read it in a certain order, read it in publication order versus chronological order. Mm-hmm. I, I think starting chronologically is great. And then when you stop there, just remember to come back and pick back up and keep going. That's that's how I would do it anyways. That's my personal preference. But then now into the loose ends. So what is it that we still kind of need, need to fill in? Someone was talking, what are your favorite books and what are your favorite games? Was the whole Shadows... Uh, Shadows of the Empire. Right. Right. So this in between five and six, the journey, Dash Rendar, you know, they're helping to trying to they're trying to rescue Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Right. They're trying to stop 
uh, Boba Fett and, and, and what have you. And it's, it's a great story. People, people freaking love it. So much of a great story that I think there's a little nugget in episode four. You said that his ship is seen, right? Right. In the spaceport or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, when they redid, when George Lucas redid in the late 90s, the when he went back and retouched up 4, yeah. 5, and 6, they add in, you know, they added in a lot of uh, CG stuff. They added in um, his ship, which is the... Oh, I, I always for... The Eben, Eben, uh, no, the Evan Hawk is the one in uh, Night, Night the, of the Republic. I, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, something like the Outlander or something like that. I, I, I've, I'll, look it up. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, so so anyways, that's a story that we're we're recently people have been talking about. Like, that's a beloved character. Are we going to Disney? Seems like they're going to. That's their own story to tell now. The Outrider, the Outrider. Good, you're close. Um, yeah, it's a great ship, really cool ship. Yeah, actually. But so, what is Disney going to do? They're probably going to. I mean, they can make money by retelling the story. They're not going to tell the same story though. Right. They might use the same characters and just tell a slightly different version of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. I don't know. I, I was reading an article just the other day, and I can't remember what it was about or what the context of it was, but it was it had to do with filling in that void and how they were going to go about that. Well, you know? well I mean, so, one of the, I mean, I'll, Inferno Squad is actually uh-huh. kind of, you get a little bit of that. You know, Inferno Squad picks up right after the first Death Star, it, right where it starts when the first Death Star is destroyed. Yeah. And so you get that kind of throughout them, and then you as you play Battlefront, Two that the campaign you get some of that as, as well. Yes, you do, absolutely. Well, and all of the Thrawn, this new Thrawn trilogy too, is filling in a lot of the gaps and stuff like that. So, unfortunately, all of those things are going to go away. The tough ones are things like Plagueis, where you said, okay, he's referenced in Episode Three, right? So we know that he's there. What like? Because remember, remember a long time we 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 thought Snoke is Plagueis. Uh-huh. Right, yeah. Remember, I mean, yeah, yeah, all yeah. before episode eight, we're like, oh, they're gonna tie it in; it's gonna make sense. Yes, yes. and then they kill Snoke right away. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, maybe I guess not. Right, right. And so, yeah. And, and what what I've seen, and I've not, I'm not a big comic book reader. I need to be more. Um, need to get into it, and that's something we're gonna challenge ourselves to do more of. But I've heard that there's this where they kind of go through and, and reset um, everything. I mean, they 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 say that Plagueis. Or the, I'm sorry, that Palpatine maybe created Anakin, right. and was what it looks like if you look at the Rise of Skywalker, maybe what we're headed to, mm-hmm. and that's something we uh, have to kind of consider. So, it would it would actually the, what the comics have done they've they've completely not undermined, but they've they don't have to skirt around what happened in Darth Plagueis. It doesn't matter. It doesn't it's, exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. So it's sort of like they still have to talk about the character, and they still can go back and kind of they could retell his whole backstory. What I think they're doing right now, they're doing a good job of navigating this, is they're saying, we're not going to, where they're, so in, before that was purchased, did, you know, um, Lucasfilm, l- look at Shadows of the Empire. There was a lot of work done, a lot of promotional stuff leading into the Return of the Jedi, and, or I'm sorry, you know, like that whole time gap, right? So all this stuff is being done there. There was a lot of stuff that I think, th- they know it would sort of piss fans off, I think, to go in there and just completely rewrite or make a character like Dash Rendar but not call him Dash Rendar. Like, people would be like, what? Why don't you just keep right. the same character? So they got to be careful how they do that. And instead of going to those gaps to fill in, they're like, well, here's a bunch of, you know, this, here's a time period that no one wrote about. Here, here's a space that we could write in that is not going to disrupt, you know, fans. And you can still kind of in your own mind keep um, two separate, you know, timelines, if you will, or whatever. So right. Yeah, I see, I, see what, I see what you're saying. Yeah, they can just kind of, 
um, redo it in their in their own way. What I do think, I I do think they will redo possibly like Shadows of the Empire, and I do think they will redo or introduce in some new way Kyle Katarn, and 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 some of some of those. And I I do think I do think we will get some version of of Mara Jade because it's just too they're too beloved of characters yeah for them to not I mean it's Disney Disney milks everything <laughs> yeah buy. I mean yeah. what how yeah. many how many movies yeah. are there in this Marvel Cinematic Universe like 50 oh, yeah. I yeah. mean it, you know Disney that's what they do right I mean right. Disney is Disney milks things so much that <laughs> I mean they're re- they're making live action versions of all their old movies. They're just yeah. like, yeah, sure, yeah. yeah, everyone wants to see it again. We're gonna make more money off of it, and we, are, we people are, love we, it. People want to see own it. this property, yeah. absolutely. So here's one thing I think people need to because I, I was at Celebration and I heard people kind of the outcry to kind of have like um, all of those Legends characters back and to make that timeline matter and stuff. I'm like, it just doesn't work because you right. have the sequel movies you're making. So in the Rise of Skywalker, let's say Mara Jade does show up. Okay, well, now we can go back and write all that story. Let's say Kyle Katarn. Let's say, l- like in in um, uh, in Empire, when Obi-Wan shows up and he says, uh, you know, seek out Master Yoda. You must go to Dagobah, right? Mm-hmm. And he's just like, Yoda, Dagobah, right? Right. Ben. <laughs> so what if there's a scene where, where, like, Luke is saying to seek out, you know, Master Katarn? Right seek out one of one of his old colleagues and then all of a sudden holy smokes right. they just brought him back in with one swoop and then you go back and you can tell yeah i mean i definitely don't think we're getting i be I crazy no i don't think you're going to introduce mara jade in episode nine i don't think they're going to introduce yeah, me neither unfortunately <laughs> yeah i introduce um you know kyle kyle Katarn in episode nine what i do think is the most likely scenario is I mean they're they're kind of slowing down because of the pushback they got back for you know Last Jedi and Solo and it was like this is too much mm-hmm. um, and you know they they kind of stepped back and said okay we're gonna we're gonna slow this all down yeah um I do think it's possible that we will get you know as we as we get more movies we'll get we'll we'll get like a a nod to them or a tie in to them or something in one of their story movies. Sure. Um, I think. Cool. I think at some point, at some point, I would not be shocked if they did a Shadows of the Empire type movie. Yeah. I mean, look at Rogue. I mean, Rogue One. They said, you know, let's tell that story of of the Death Star plans. Right. And it's phenomenal. I mean, Rogue One. I think it's like the third best Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's money to be made there. They did the Solo movie. Um. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of different scenarios you could go. I mean, I mean, I'm not I'm not at all saying this is going to happen. But it's entirely possible that the way they've set it up that, like, um, you know, Kira, uh-huh. Mila Clark, yeah. could be a Mara Jade-type character. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's possible. It's it's possible that you could – you think about her age. You think about where Luke is. She already is dabbling with Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. It's entirely possible that they could easily say, okay, well – you know, Kira. It's a variation of, of Kira is isn't necessarily training with the Emperor, but she's training with Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is it possible he takes her as an apprentice? Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not. At all. No, that's I know a, what that's you're a saying. Total hypothetical. Yeah, but I'm just. It's another way to kind of 
make it through some of these characters. Now, let me give you one little bit. We had actually a great transmission about this, just talking about would we see some of these characters, you know, on the big screen? Yeah, because that that one as one before you go, because that is a story that needs a follow up. Yeah, because that movie. I mean, that movie is ended on a total. I mean, we know what happens with Han Solo. Yeah, I really hope they do. You end it with Darth Maul, and we know through Rebels, Darth Maul's end. But there's a character who, I mean, we some we have to we have to find out whether it's a book or something. Her story, because right now it's left entirely open ended, and it seems like she is going to be a big player. Yeah, and and so think of your your story group right now, and you have the option. So in the Rise of Skywalker, depending on what story they're telling, if they make a mention of a love interest that Luke had. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even have to say who the, the name of the character or anything. You have no nothing, and it could be this Kira uh, situation. Now, there's a character uh, named Zori Bliss, brand new character mm-hmm. in the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, most people like I'm like I've never heard that name before, but it just I would just be like anyone else, like okay, new characters coming in. Why couldn't the name be Kyle Katarn of a new character that's coming in? That's my right. that's my whole point. Is that like. All of a sudden, you're going to toss a new character right into the story, and you know it, it doesn't really matter, really, because you can just say, "Boom, here's the character," and then from there, you can go back and kind of, you know, rewrite some of that that story and stuff. So, well, I mean, they you could, could do that. So, who is Zori Bliss? Who is that? It could also be right. It could also be a they. So, you know, go watch, and we're going to talk about this when we do our, our droids and those old cartoons series. Um, we uh, we're, we're planning on doing. Uh, go check out for those of you guys who don't know. Go check out Kaibo Ren, not yeah. Kylo Ren. Go check out Kaibo Ren. Right. And I don't for I cannot remember the life of me her name in droids, but I mean it's it, it is totally Ray. Look at her appearance. Look at whatever. So they they clearly draw from these old things and make them new characters. So it's possible that we may see a Mara Jade, but her name isn't Mara Jade. It's possible you and I talked about this back in the the old days. That DJ, when we were speculating, DJ might be Kyle Katarn. He may be that Kyle Katarn type character. Didn't end yeah. up being it, but that was something we were we were talking about. So we may see a character like that. Who? Well, I was with Luke at that the at the at the academy. Yeah. And that and that can yeah. be a character who provides insight to Ray about what really went down. Right. And I was kind of outcast. You know this this whole deal. And we could hear his story. And yeah, know, that would be that's that's it's, it's exactly it's basically Kyle Katarn, but it's not. His name is something different. Yeah, exactly. That that is a hundred percent. So what you just said is that's fantastic storytelling. Is that there is a character who was at the academy or who was there with Urk, with, with with Luke early on, and boom, he's out doing his own thing. He left, right. and now he's coming back when the galaxy needs him, and he doesn't think he's good enough or whatever. But Ray has to go see him or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. And then who is that character? You can kind of. Uh, go tell the story from there, but anyways, yeah, I don't know that that. So we just have to like, I don't know. It's cool for me. I think in your mind, I was talking to to James from from Rebel Scum just the other day. We we're doing a little collaboration, so if you get a chance to check out Rebel Scum, you definitely should. Rebel Scum podcast, bunch of good guys over there. We met Andrew Fantasia at Celebration, really good dude. And uh, but we were talking about some of the the whole the gripe about. The extended universe, and, and James was just like, you know, in my head, I can imagine a Luke, a Luke Skywalker who was in the Legacy of the Force and the Fate of the Dead. Those books are not going away, right? They're always there. And then we 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 talked more about George Lucas when he would have made seven, eight, nine. He'd be like, yeah, that's gone. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, it's all gone. Well, and he's gonna rewrite the story. Well, so yeah, go ahead. So 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 tying up those loose ends, like you know, Dash Rendar, 
he's gone unless they want him to stay. They have they have the option. They could say, you know what, really like that story. Let's do something similar and let's do a little variation on it. Let's 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 retell it in our own way, and that's great filler. And yeah, fans will like it, and it's good. So it also has to. Here's the other thing too. Now that they're doing seven, eight, and nine in the sequels, whatever those fill in the some of that filler stuff, everything has to all the continuity has to make sense. They're doing a pretty good job of that, making sure that everything sort of drives to the sequels and to mm-hmm. those final films. So if you know, if, if Dash Rendar and his whole story it starts here and it ends here and it really has no effect on on everything else and it's gonna be okay to kinda keep it and just do it, then sure, fine, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. Um, but now that you've thrown in characters like Kira and stuff like that, I mean maybe characters just maybe it's just sort of her arc starts on Corellia and then she it ends, you know, maybe she pisses Darth Maul off and he kills her. Right, right. You know, it could just end there. But if they want it to be more, they can. They have the option, and so that's sort of the the cool piece, I guess, with wrapping up some of those loose ends and, and some of the things that were were kind of unfinished. You know, um, just we still have a whole lot of story to tell about Luke and his travels and his his start his his building of an academy, passing on what he learned. I feel like he probably passed things on to to other people who were. His age, not just younglings like Ben Solo and stuff. I feel like he might have had a, had a different, right. you know, a, a first generation come through maybe that we don't know about. So, ah, oh, goodness, man. Anyways, those are some of the the things we were thinking about before we started this week's episode, and and uh, just you know, wondering how to get our mind wrapped around um, the 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 storytelling and mm-hmm. and how we're going to approach new canon material uh, going forward. So, there's actually a really cool book that's coming out. And the journey to the Last Jedi, and it is, um, uh, gosh, it looks like a young Ben Solo who is a, like kind of a collector, going mm-hmm. around collecting things, and he could be with Uncle Luke. Wow, who knows? Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Like Luke took him uh, collecting artifacts and stuff, and maybe, and, and maybe that's important because maybe in the in the Rise of Skywalker, um, you'll have to go listen to our Patreon musing mm-hmm. <laughs> about that, uh, where we talk about what Ben Solo's role will be. And maybe he does come back and Ben Demption happens and he remembers something that, you know, a place that Luke took him or an artifact that might help them or something like that. And that would be really cool, mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, so. Perfect. All right. Well, guys, I think it's time to say farewell. We want to thank you for hanging out in hyperspace. In our next episode, we'll continue to be discussing your transmissions. So be sure to send us your Star Wars theories, origin stories, or leave us some of your favorite memories from a galaxy far, far away. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, uh, leave a comment, or send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. We'll see you in a week, and remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like dusting crops. of being upsold at gyms. 
My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.